everyone, and welcome back to Honest HR. Uh, we're back with another episode, and we're talking all things hashtag HR. Uh, this week's topic is about the various ways we find ourselves entering the HR profession. Uh, some of us gracefully enter uh, as if we knew we'd always be here. I will admit that that was not me. Uh, but others, like me, luck into HR. Uh, no matter how you find yourself here or in HR, we're glad you did, and we're pumped that you've decided to add us as part of your journey. Today's guest is Christian Keish who found us on our LinkedIn page, Sherm Young Professionals. I had an opportunity to chat with Christian, and I'm really excited to have him here to tell his story about how he got into HR, because I think it's going to help some of our listeners think differently about how they enter into the HR profession. So Christian, welcome. I'm so excited to continue our conversation. But first, tell us a little bit about yourself. Sure. Thanks so much for the invite. It's great to be here. Uh, Yeah, as uh, you said, my name is Christian. I currently live in New York City with my wife. Next month, we'll be celebrating our one-year wedding um, anniversary. So uh, we've enjoyed, yeah, I know. (laughs) We've enjoyed uh, spending our first year of marriage in New York City. It's a a city that uh, always surprises you and you don't feel like you've ever mastered. Um, So uh, we've we've been in New York, as I said, for about a year. I currently work at Citigroup in HR. I'm part of a rotational program that I, I'm happy to talk more about. And I graduated with my MBA last year from Duke University. Super. Well, I appreciate you uh, sharing with us your marriage um, and <laughs> being in New York. I've never been. I'm a little bit jealous. I know it's it's on my bucket list for sure. And actually, that's not true. Now that I think about it out loud, I went when I was really young. But does that really mean you went? You're due for a visit. You're due for another one. (laughs) I am. I am. I am. Well, again, thank you so much for sharing that. And hello to your wife. Little shout out. Uh, (laughs) Thanks again for being here today. Uh, I asked you to share where you went to school and wanted to expand on that a little bit. Uh, I get asked a lot by students and or young professionals in HR about whether they should go on for their graduate degree. Uh, and I have not gone on for my graduate degree, although I'm, I haven't not, I haven't ruled it out just yet. But uh, since I don't have the insight into why somebody would continue on to their graduate degree, I would love to hear from you about your decision, the why behind your decision to continue your education, if you don't mind. Yeah, sure, of course. So, um, honestly, I didn't really think about pursuing a career in HR when I was considering applying to business school. Um, So, this was a few years ago. I was living in Europe at that time, and I was uh, running a small company that I had started. It was an educational company that was offering test prep, educational consulting, and tutoring services. So I had tasted what entrepreneurship um, was really like. Um, I, you know, I was seeing how you can grow a company from nothing to to something. And uh, and then I I realized that an education in business would be um, would be well fitting for me at that time. So it was something that started, you know, coming to my mind at that point. And um, I thought more and more about acquiring an MBA. So it wasn't to pursue a career in HR. Um, I certainly had my uh, interest in HR given the things that I was doing, but it wasn't, I didn't go to business school with the idea that I would come out 
uh, pursuing uh, an HR career. Um, so mo- my, my reason for going to business school was really just to get that well-rounded business education that would enable me to pursue various areas and would expand my horizon of possibilities. I love that. Did you take time off between your undergraduate and your graduate to pursue that entrepreneurship you mentioned? Yes. Yeah. So most business schools uh, want to see at least a few years of full-time work experience, usually anywhere from three to four minimum. Um, so that's, that's something that you want to keep in mind if you're looking to go uh, to business school and, and pursue an MBA. Uh, some other master's level programs don't require that, but business school uh, business schools do require years of experience. So yes, between my um, my college uh, graduation and entering business school, I spent about three three and a half years uh, working full time. Very cool. That I did not know uh, about the requirements, and again, probably because I haven't gone on to school or, or you know, taken the path down to uh, graduate school yet, although it is not uh, ruled out for me. It's something I continue to think about, probably because people keep asking me for my opinion. Uh, but I will say that although I uh, haven't made the decision to go on for my graduate degree, I have found a way to sort of continue learning, uh, and that is through a certification process. So I have recently decided to study for and uh, eventually sit for the SHRM SCP. So although it's not a graduate degree, it still gets me thinking about, geez, education and studying is hard. (laughs) So I give you a lot of credit for uh, getting that MBA. And uh, would you say now, I think my next question here uh, sort of is perfect for what you just shared. Do you think getting that master's degree, and maybe they've told you this to your face, was that an integral reason that you were hired for the role that you're in with Citigroup? Um, honestly, I, I can say yes, because they recruit directly out of business schools um, for this program. So I can, you know, I can talk more about my, the program that I'm in and how uh, they recruit students, because they essentially have two uh, branches of the program. One is at the analyst level, and that's where they recruit directly out of undergrads. And then the other arm is at the associate level, and that's where they recruit mostly out of business schools. Some uh, students come from HR master's uh, programs, uh, but they recruit directly from schools, whether it be colleges for the analyst program or business schools slash HR master's programs for the associate program. So yes, had I not uh, gone to business school, I wouldn't have been able to be part of this program. But this is specific to Citigroup's HR rotational program. Uh, I'm sure other companies have similar uh, approaches, but I'm sure others uh, have have slightly different approaches as well. So I was astounded when you and I were having a conversation about the program that you're part of. Uh, I didn't graduate all that long ago from college, uh, and the people who know know me will be rolling their eyes because it really wasn't that long ago, but I didn't even know rotational programs existed. And I know they existed at that time, but I just don't think they had trickled into my college existence or conversation at that time. So 
I am very intrigued by the program that you're a part of, mainly because you get exposure to a bunch of different areas of HR, which is going to help you decide where you want to take your journey, right? So tell us a little bit about the program so that others can be informed that this is an option for them upon graduation or or upon really any point in their career, uh, maybe not at Citigroup, but at other organizations that have this sort of uh, program. Yeah, totally. Um, So this is, um, I would just actually um, introduce this by saying that more and more companies are doing this. I've been seeing this trend even um, uh, over the last few years, even while in business school. I saw more and more companies, medium to large, uh, embarking on this journey of launching uh, HR development programs. So whether they are in the pharmaceutical space or in the financial services industry, um, you see companies um, incorporating these types of programs into their early career um, development. So the program at City specifically consists of two one-year rotations uh, in HR. And as I mentioned, they have two branches of the program. Uh, one is focused at the on the analyst, um, so at the undergrad level, and the other is focused on associates at the business school or HR master's level program. Um, and the way the program encourages its participants to think about these two rotations is to um, ideally embark on one HR business partner rotation and then one specialist rotation. So that by the time you are done with the program, you will have had these two very different experiences. Um, and I think a big feature of the program that needs to be like mentioned is that they usually place a very heavy emphasis on networking and interacting with a variety of stakeholders. And this is great because it exposes you to a lot of senior leaders in the company, um, a lot of senior leaders in HR, and you get exposure early on that you wouldn't have probably gotten otherwise. So specifically for City, because the program is so well established, it's it's been running for, I, I think it's more than two decades, um, it has a great reputation. So the various teams in HR uh, are always eager to have either analysts or associates uh, join them. So, you know, they've mastered this process of working with both associates and analysts and getting them uh, quickly integrated into their uh, teams. So for all these reasons, I think it's, it's a great way to start your career post-school, whether it's post-college or post-business school. So is this, obviously, if this has been running for two decades, this is a very, very formal program. Is that fair to it say? In, in, in a way, it is, yes. Uh, they have usually programs at, at bigger companies will have um, dedicated support. So they usually have at least one, if not uh, two, program managers, depending on the size of the program, who manage um, the, the entire life cycle of the program from marketing the program to the schools, recruiting individuals into the program, and then uh, taking the individuals throughout their two years uh, at the company. Yeah, and, and the reason that I ask that is because we did a podcast episode earlier with Drew Cherry about the HR department of one. And so it's just so funny to me to have the contrast between an individual who literally wears all hats and then right. you at an organization right. that has totally. you know this opportunity to 
specialize and, you know, pick a function for a year and learn it and master it and then sort of move on and learn all of these facets of HR, uh, right. sort of becoming an expert in one facet and then moving on to another one. So it's just, it's interesting to me to sort of see the differences. And the reason that I asked about the formality around this program is because I imagine people listening to this episode will say, well, how can I do something like this at my organization? And the reality of it is that some organizations just can't. They just don't have the resources. They don't have enough people in each department to train you for a year and then lose you after that. Because, you know, during the year, you're, you're becoming responsible for some things. And like I said, you're sort of becoming an expert in some things. And then to move on in a small, smaller organization uh, is difficult. So I, I imagine that the formality of this program works for Citigroup and has for, like you said, decades. Uh, but for the people out there that are, are eager for something like this, make sure that before you start asking questions about how to build this program and whether or not this program is right for you, understand if it can function and be sustainable in the organization totally. first, right, yeah, before actually jumping that. into it. Yes, totally. And I, I, just one point uh, to that is try as much as possible to understand the history of the program um, because that gives the program credibility. Uh, if the program is well-established at the company, if it's uh, gone through you know generations of students um, uh, and participants and it's, it's gotten a really good reputation at the company, then you're going to be very well-placed and you're going to have a good um, start um, of, of your career versus having a program that maybe just launched last year. Uh, I think there are pros and cons to that too, but um, there are obviously some cons when it comes to its lack of credibility, its lack of uh, history, and that program might just disappear the next year uh, just as easily as it mm-hmm. came into existence. So keep that in mind when you're looking at various companies. Ask for... Um, you know, for a quick history of the program and, and try to gauge from that how established the program is. I like that. Did you know, it, it sounds like this Citigroup uh, recruits at the college and university level. So did you know right. that a rotational program was going to be something that you were pursuing? Yeah, yes. Um, so when I, when I joined um, the, the MBA program at Duke, um, I started learning more and more about rotational programs uh, since they, they happen in a, ver- in, you know, a variety of functions and uh, parts, of, uh, parts of the business. And so this was something that I became aware of in my first semester at business school. And then I started realizing that HR also has um, these rotational programs uh, and started to inquire about them connected to alumni uh, of, of the university that were in in such programs or graduated from such programs. So that's how I even got connected to the Citigroup program is, is through some of the Duke um, MBA alumni who were working at Citi and started telling me about the benefits of the program. Then they referred me to other individuals at Citi. So by the time that I applied and interviewed at Citi, I had already spoken to um, a host of individuals at the company uh, and I was very well versed in, in what the program entails, uh, what its benefits are, and um, I felt like it was it was something that I wanted to commit to. And 
In your experience at Duke, so knowing that this is a conversation that you had very early on in your degree program, how were you doing your research on which companies had these rotational programs? And I ask that because I'm sure that our listeners are sitting there and saying, I would love to do a little bit more research about these programs. Can I find it on the company's website? Or is there a database or, you know, something that they can access to see which companies support these sort of robust programs? So any insight into that? No, totally. I can empathize with those those thoughts and questions. Um, so th- usually there are a few companies that recruit directly um, on campus, and it was the case for Duke as well. It had a few companies that had HR development programs, and uh, as a result of that, of their you know interaction with the campus teams, uh, I found out about them through the campus activities. But honestly, for a majority of the programs, I found out about them by just Googling. Um, So I would spend hours searching for such programs, connecting with individuals uh, who either were part of uh, such programs or had graduated from such programs. I made my own spreadsheet with uh, HR development programs um, to to keep track uh, of the different companies that had them. But yeah, it's definitely something that you can search online. Companies will uh, will uh, make note of that on their websites, usually under their university uh, careers um, or career section, broadly speaking. Um, but yes, apart from the very few companies that do come on campus and interact with students directly, um, a majority of the companies will have information online that is readily available to anyone who's looking for that. That's great. And I think it's incredible that you had a Excel spreadsheet. And I'm laughing because Excel is life, right? I do so much in Excel. But to have an Excel spreadsheet, you know, tracking these programs, because I imagine they're pretty competitive, too. If there's only a few organizations that come on site to recruit, I would imagine that it's, it's a pretty competitive process. Yes, totally. And just another maybe uh, quick tip. So when you're searching for such programs, you know, uh, broaden your uh, keywords. Um, so I, I, you know, I would recommend things like HR development programs or HR leadership development programs or even HR associate or analyst programs. So there are a variety of names for these programs that the companies use. Um, so make sure you use different, you know, different combinations of these terms uh, to find programs. But I would say it's safe bet to assume that a large multinational company um, will will likely have a program um, like the one that City has. And I would imagine if they have this program and it's robust like the one City Group has, they'll want to tout it a little bit on their website too. Right. So I like the I like the idea of trying different combinations of you know, programs and, and titles and those sorts of things, because yeah. I think you're right, you'll find it in a different way on, on many different websites. So I really appreciate you sharing everything about, uh, you know, the process of finding these programs and then, and you know, obviously being a part of it now as you are. And I want to ask you a question that really requires or lets your personal bias uh, shine through a bit. So what do you think the benefits are to you and to your career uh, of this program, just being a part of it? Yeah, totally. Uh, I think there's several, uh, several great benefits. Uh, the first being that you have 
dedicated program support throughout your first two years at the company. So I mentioned this, uh, that most of these programs will have a program manager that um, is responsible for the entire life cycle of the participants. And this is, again, a great um, attribute of such programs because you, you join a huge company like City. And it can be overwhelming, uh, especially when you join right out of uh, school. So having dedicated program support um, enables you to navigate the organization more uh, more easily than you would otherwise do. Um, another another big uh, attribute of such programs uh, is the exposure that you gain to uh, the leadership. So both business and HR leadership. Um, usually programs run all kinds of events throughout the year. Uh, they bring in speakers uh, to to meet the participants. Um, they have webinars. They might have newsletters. So it gives you a great opportunity to meet um, senior leaders across the firm and specifically in the HR function. And when you're in program, you almost have this, not a special status, but you, you have a unique status that allows you to uh, meet people much more easily um, than you might otherwise do. Um, and then, honestly, the, the, the other big uh, benefit of such programs is the fact that it exposes you to um, a whole host of areas of HR, some that you might always have wanted to uh, experiment, and others actually you might have never thought of. Um, so it allows you to experiment uh, in different areas of HR, and knowing that you have this one-year timeline. Um, so knowing that even if you don't particularly enjoy one area, it's finite. You know that next year you will you will switch to a new role. So um, you know it's almost like a risk free approach to testing different parts of HR. And I think it's great because uh, you can do that. And by the time you're done with the program, you will have seen two, maybe even three uh, different parts of HR, and you will have had again two, maybe three different roles. In HR, so these are the benefits um, that programs such as this, the one I'm part of, um, have. What three areas have you? I think you're, you've only done two, and you're going to start a three, a third year. So, what what three areas are you focusing on for the program? Yeah. So, why I say uh, possibly three is because uh, two is obviously um, the the two areas are going to be part of your two year. Uh, program experience. So you're going to have a one-year uh, HR business partner rotation, which I had, um, and I switched now into my second rotation, which is executive compensation. So very different from what I was doing in my uh, previous rotation. And then why I say three is that oftentimes when this rotation ends, uh, most individuals end up taking a third role altogether in a different part of HR. So you, you have your HR business partner role, you have your specialist role, and then your third role, rolling off program, can be either in a specialist uh, part, of the, part of HR or uh, back into a business partner uh, role. So that's why I say you, 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 have, you can have even up to three during your first two and a half, basically three years at the company. So I would imagine you are sort of treating these two years as a really long interview for a, a another role within Citigroup. I would imagine that's 
a pretty grueling yeah, process. Exactly. Uh, but exactly. Yeah, I mean, you're accumulating experiences. Um, you're um, building your network internally. Uh, you're learning about your own um, your own strengths, your weaknesses, your likes, your dislikes. Um, so it's a great experience, uh, I think, for both parties, uh, the the employee as well as the company itself. So I, I think it's a, it's a wonderful opportunity to have right out of business school to be given these various experiences that you can navigate fairly seamlessly and then to ultimately decide where you want to focus your attention and what do you want to do post-program. I like that. I like that a lot. And and I have to tell you that if I could do things differently, I probably would have sought out some sort of program like this because my path, I almost feel like because of all of the jobs that I've had and the different responsibilities that I've had along the way, I feel like my entire career has been a rotational program. And that I'm speaking <laughs> from, you know, personal experience. You know, I have staffing, I have a little bit of compensation. I've got the generalist and the manager side and the HR operations side. So I feel like I've had sort of an elongated rotational program and it would have been really cool to be part of a program that says, okay, in a structured way, you know, right. this is what you're learning right now. You can look forward to learning this, but also consider maybe learning this over here. So uh, I think that would have been helpful for me as I identified which areas of HR I wanted to focus on. So thank you so much for sharing, uh, you know, the current program that you're at, giving us a little insight into Citigroup. Uh, I appreciate you, um, you know, sharing your path. I said that my path looks a little interesting, but I think all of our paths look interesting and different, and I think that's what makes them awesome. And uh, yeah. just because it looks different or weird or whatever doesn't mean you can't be successful. So uh, it's about totally. finding our passions, finding what we're interested in and what we want to pursue. And you have a really unique experience in doing that. So uh, any final thoughts you'd like to share with our listeners? No, uh, except that, honestly, this is a great time, I believe, for, for looking into such programs. Uh, as I said, I've seen an increase in the number of companies um, that are rolling out such programs. So I would say go for it. If it's something that is of interest to you, find out more. Um, do your own due diligence as I did mine. Uh, you know, build your own spreadsheet uh, with programs. Connect with individuals who uh, are in such programs, either on LinkedIn or through some other means. And and try to see uh, how you can get into one. I think it's a, it's a great opportunity, especially if you're coming out of school. Um, it's a great opportunity to learn more about HR in a fairly condensed uh, period of time. And you come out of it, I think, with a much uh, better focus as to what it is that you want to do and what you want to specialize in. Cool. And I'm going to open up, uh, my next question is going to be about how our listeners can reach out to you. But before I say that, I'm going to give a pro tip to our listeners. Please don't contact Christian and just ask him for a contact into the rotational program. That's not what this is about. <laughs> if you have questions about the rotational program or want to hear a little bit more about the benefits of it and, you know, why Christian loves this program and why he thinks it's important, great, reach out to him. But But please don't flood his inbox with, hey, yo, get me a job. Uh, but with that right. said, Christian, <laughs> how can our listeners reach out and connect with you? 
Yeah, totally. I'd love to connect with anyone interested. Um, my, I think the best way is to connect via LinkedIn. Um, you can search for my name, and my name is spelled um, Christian, but without the H. So C R I S T I A N, and then my last name is spelled C H I S. And if you search for that name, you should find me. Um, again, happy to connect and happy to talk about uh, various things over uh, over Great. LinkedIn. So. Great. Well, thank you again for being here. I really appreciate the conversation that we had. Thank I think you. that our listeners, yeah, will get a lot out of this conversation and perhaps think about entering the HR profession in a little bit of a different way. So uh, if our listeners want to connect with me directly, feel free to reach out on LinkedIn uh, and Twitter, Instagram. I'm at Sherm Callie Z. We do post updates about the podcast, including new episodes at thesherm.org slash honesthr. And you can also find us on iTunes or Spotify or wherever else you listen to our podcast. So thank you again for coming out, and we will see you next time for a new episode of Honest HR. Thanks, Christian. Thank you.